You're listening to Rama for Today. And I thought to myself, the answer is so simple. It's so simple. And most of the time, the theological question, the answer is so simple that people stumble over them. Paul himself gives you the clue. He said, study to show thyself to prove unto God a workman that needed not to be ashamed. Now notice, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, now who's right, Paul and Jesus? Both of them. You see, Jesus, some things Jesus said doesn't apply to the church anyhow. It wasn't even here or there. He's talking to the Jews. Are you listening to me now? And some things that Paul said, he's talking to the church. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his classic teaching, Confession. You don't want to miss this powerful teaching. Also, later in this program, I'll tell you about this month's special offer. Right now, here's Brother Hagan with today's teaching. Notice what Jesus said in Matthew, the 10th chapter, the 32nd and 33rd verses. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, that's Matthew 10, 32 and 33. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men. Well, that would be before the world, wouldn't it? Him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. So what is the the real, the main confession that the sinner makes? That's the Lordship of Jesus, that Jesus is his or her Lord. Praise God. That's the confession the sinner makes. Now, we, we are not so much busy ourselves with what uh, God uh, demanded of the Jews through John the Baptist because that's not for us anyhow. See, here's why we get confused with the Bible. I remember I was preaching out here in, in Los Angeles area in 1957. 56 and 57 also. Well, this happened actually in, uh, in February of 1956. And I picked up the Los Angeles Times and was reading it. And on the very first page, front page of the Los Angeles Times, in 1956, it had a, had a picture of a gentleman that getting off of an airplane. And then it had a story about this. They heard that this man, who is the head, who was the head, the president of an institution of learning and a theological seminary back east, they heard, you know, so he had to be a man of some uh, a renown for them to send a photographer and a reporter out to meet him because they didn't send in a photographer or a reporter out to meet me <laughs> when I arrived the other day. They heard, you see, I mean, after that he'd already boarded the plane that this gentleman of national stature, international stature, was, was coming here. So they, they dispatched the reporter and the photographer to get his picture, and the reporter inquired of why he'd come here to Los Angeles and so on, and was it business or pleasure or what? And he said, well, it's a combination of both business and pleasure. Then in the process of time, I uh, picked up a Los Angeles Times, and, and on the back page of the first section, because he addressed, while he was here, he addressed 
the graduating, well, all the, all the students actually of a, sem of a theological seminary. And they, they reported his entire message on that back page. They had one down in the corner, one little store advertisement, and the rest of the back page just covered, so you know he had to be a man of great stature. They covered, you know, gave a synopsis of his message. And I, was, I read the whole thing, and I was very amused. Now, here's a man that's a president, you know, and all of the different kind of degrees, the president of a, of a university and of a theological seminary and so on and so forth and a minister of the gospel, and a preacher, supposedly, and so on. And so he said to this group, he said, and to the faculty and the students, I'm going to revive an old argument. Those, and, and those of us who uh, have studied, knows this. He said there has raged in the church for the last 400 years. An argument. Who's right? Paul or Jesus? Because you see, some things that Paul says in his writings on certain subjects that I'm not going into detail of really contradicts what Jesus said. And vice versa, what Jesus said in the four gospel contradicts what Paul said. Well, he went on to say he thought Paul was, an, and, and, and he mentioned one or two of these things. But in theological circles, you see, this. This debate has raged for 400 years. And he said, you know, I'm prone, though, to follow Jesus, you know, instead of Paul. Well, now, that sounds good. That sounds real, you know, religious. <laughs> and I thought to myself, the answer is so simple. It's so simple. And most of the time, to theological questions, the answer is so simple that people stumble over them and Paul himself gives you the clue. He said, study to show thyself to prove unto God a workman that needed not to be ashamed. Now notice, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, now who's right, Paul and Jesus? Both of them. You see, Jesus, some things Jesus said doesn't apply to the church anyhow. It wasn't even here then. He's talking to the Jews. Are you listening to me now? And some things that Paul said... He's talking to the church. And you see, that's where the church has missed it again. They get confused between the sins of the Jews under the first covenant and the sinner and his sins. And you saw here that it said under John the Baptist, they came confessing their sins and were baptized. So you come confessing your sin. Well, you could confess I've sinned, but you couldn't confess everything you've ever done. It's wrong. That's the reason I dealt so long there with the sinner and his sin. Can you see that? We're not so concerned about the confession of the, of the Jew. I mean, that was just a temporary thing for that particular period of time. Now, listen. Let's come to that third kind of confession. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, well, he is faithful just. Now, this, if we, 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 this is talking about the Christian. Now, uh, you see, we, we actually, when we sin, we lose our confession. That comes from broken fellowship. Now, here's another subject that, that, that needs to be taught in the church that we've not seen the difference between. There is a difference between uh, fellowship and relationship. Are you listening to me? 
And that's not my subject, and I'm not going to get into it, but it is very important. And, and, and uh, you see, our problem has been that the church world as a whole have divided into two different groups. And they both stem from old German theology, not from the teaching of the New Testament necessarily. And so you've got, to, you've got to, the, the Calvinistic teaching and the Arminian teaching, you see. You say, which one of them is right? Neither one of them. Neither one of them. Uh, neither one of them, both of them are based on old German theology, not on the Pauline epistles of the New Testament. Are you listening to me? Now, you see, we lose our testimony the moment that we sin. Sin always puts the light out. Faith always trembles in the darkness of broken fellowship. Now, in the Old Testament, we have a picture of it. You look in the 137th Psalm. Then we'll come over to the New Testament. The 137th Psalm is a picture of broken fellowship. See, not relationship. They were still God's people. Now, notice the 137th Psalm. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. You see, Israel was captive in Babylon. Because of their sins and wrongdoing. Now verse 2. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For they, there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth. Saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Verse 4, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget the old Jerusalem at my heart, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. Remember, O Lord, the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem who said, Raise it, raise it, even to the foundation thereof. O daughter of Babylon, who art to be destroyed? Happy shall he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stone. Now Israel had sinned. And they were carried into captivity. By the rivers of Babylon, they remembered Zion, it says. Their harps were hung on the willows. And their enemies asked of them a song. And they cried, how can we sing a song of Zion in Babylon? Now you see, here is a picture of broken fellowship. Faith has no song when fellowship is broken. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including the message you've just heard, Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Our offer uh, has your little book, uh, God's Peace. Yes. And I know that you put this all together because you were experiencing some difficulties. Mm-hmm. 
and you couldn't you couldn't seem to get peace, and so you went to God, and He gave you the scriptures, the scriptures yes. for having peace. That's right, and so um, these will help you. All the scriptures are here that you can um, read every day that will help you. And then, honey, talking about uh, power of the words. Yes. Um, you two CDs by you winning the war of words. Yes. It's so important to say the right word, to right. confess God's word. Yes. Because you see the enemy will bring negative words. Right. He will bring he will even bring people across your path yes. that will speak negatively towards you. You've got to speak what the word of God says. That's right. And then four CDs by your dad, knowing God as your father. It's so important that we know that you know, God, our Father loves us. Yes. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be in health. And so it's important that we know Him. Yeah. As a father and a grandfather and now a great-grandfather, yes. I want those kids to to have everything. I want them to have, be blessed in yes. everything. And as, as a Heavenly Father, God wants us to be blessed. In our lives, he tells us about it in the Word. Yes. But Dad, my, that's that. Those CDs are by my father. Mm-hmm. He does a fantastic job of showing us how to have a personal relationship with God, with the, God father. the Father. Yes, Amen. and that's for a gift of forty dollars or more. So I encourage you to get that special offer. Call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue with Kenneth e. Hagan's life-changing message on confession. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.